On today's Cup of Dow show, episode 15, Be Like Water, I talk about the virtues of water, which has many qualities such as power, a yielding nature, along with humility. For the question of today, I answer about how I feel about the concept of karma. Coming right up on your favorite show, Cup of Dow, starting right now. You're listening to Cup of Dow with your host, Chris L. McClish. Chris is a man with many roles, many journeys, and one spirit. Hello. I hope you're managing life well right now, and welcome to today's show. So many religions and philosophies tell us how to behave. The rules, along with the do's and the don'ts. Taoism doesn't offer much rules, but Laotzu does give us some general guidelines. I'm going to talk to you about one of those. One of Laotzu's central messages is for us to be like water. Water almost represents Taoism as much as the yin-yang symbol does. Look at the qualities of water. It's powerful. It's uh, able to carve out canyons. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? It can power cities along with waterfalls for energy. It can destroy cities too. Look at tsunamis and flooding. Water can put out fires. It's necessary for life. You get the point. Water is powerful and it's essential. Yet water is also humble. It's content with the low places, going through the mud. It's flexible. It is not hard in its natural state, yet it can convert to solid, as an ice or vapor. It can be yielding and flow with the changes either tranquilly, gently, or in huge powerful waves. When we take water in context with Leiatsu's other statements about how to behave, or even his instruction about how to lead others, we might assume that he prefers the soft over the hard. This comes out directly in statements about how the soft overcomes the hard, and also indirectly when he tells us to accomplish things without boasting. He challenges us to be tough and resilient, yet to have sorrow when forced to face battle. I would love to tell you that this approach works 100% of the time in today's business world. Yet, quite frankly, whenever I have done work for employers in the past that was behind the scenes, along with not taking credit for certain things that I did, like working weekends from home, or times when I went the extra mile and nobody knew about it, it rarely resulted in anything great happening to me. And on the contrary, those that bragged, and especially those who did very little, but bragged about the little that they did do, or about how great they were, were the ones that tended to be most rewarded in the business world. Which kind of seems like the opposite of what Leiatsu's told us about people who brag and boast. The pushy, the aggressive, and those who dominate others seem to be the ones that get rewarded in this day and age. Even some leaders seem to attract a huge following by boasting of their accomplishments, meanwhile putting others down. 
Try going to a job interview and being humble. Can you picture that? So tell us, what can you bring to the company that others seeking this job here can't? Uh, well, I'm not that great. Well, we heard that you set up a program and really had taken charge at your previous job. Um, well, I can't take credit for that. I really didn't do that much. So sometimes being humble actually doesn't get us places in the real world in some situations. As I mentioned in my episode, Be True to Your Nature, a person needs to act in accordance with his or her nature. I don't regret being who I was, and I was rewarded seeing many clients make huge life changes. I was glad to be in the role of a life cheerleader for the clients that I served and watch them do the real work. All in all, I'm not bitter about what I did as a psychotherapist. It can be frustrating to see yourself get stepped on in the business world. Even in the psychotherapy world, when working for an employer, I did work on chart auditing, computer work, and many things that many supervisors and coworkers didn't know of. Or if they had, they minimized or took it for granted. And that was okay with me at some level, as I did not need praise. I was well aware, though, that those coworkers who brown-nosed or who kissed up to managers, those that were the squeaky wheel, those that boasted, and those who bullied, were the ones who seemed to be rewarded for their behaviors. I also thought it was unfair that those managers and others could break their own rules and do whatever they wanted, and many of them accomplished production not by reward or praise, but instead by intimidation and instilling fear of job loss in those whom they supervised. Again, I'm not bitter about my former career. I had many rewards of helping clients. What I am saying is that I think humility is something that's needed, but just don't expect rewards for your humble behavior. Trust that if you are humble, that you are living a life in a harmony with the Tao and have more peace and love in your heart. That in and of itself may be the true reward. Remember that if someone has to boast, bully, cheat, etc., there's probably something missing in that person's heart. He or she is seeking something that is needing to cover a hidden insecurity there. Be humble. You can be content when you are in the mud in the low places, but you can also get tough and flow out of it when you need to. Don't brag or boast. Just do. Just be. Be like water. Today's question of the day comes from Austin, who writes, What are your thoughts about karma? Austin, I think karma is good and bad. <laughs> okay, that's a cop-out answer. Let me give you a better answer. I once read, and I don't remember who had written this, but the basic idea was that karma has no desire to punish you. It's more like a description for natural consequences of action. Just as the brick that you drop on your toe has no desire to harm your foot, painful consequences happen as a result of your dropping the brick. Now, is there some mysterious force that seeks fairness? Hmm. I don't know. Notice that there's people that have been able to get away with murder. And it doesn't seem like anything punishes the cat that eats the sweet mouse. 
I think that we know that sometimes when people do something most of us could agree as being bad or malicious, not always are they punished, or at least not in this life anyway, unless you could count guilt as punishment, but some people seem to show little or no remorse. Then we would have to say if it's not in this life, then maybe the next, or as in the Buddhist view of reincarnation, or worse, in my opinion, the idea behind the caste system in India. But not just to pick on India. Here in the USA, we often treat the rich and powerful as if they always deserve where they are in life. And conversely, as a society, we often treat the weak and poor as if they are deserving of their lot in life. And I don't agree with that. I can't speak for the afterlife because, at the time of this recording, I'm still here in this level of reality. I don't know if we are rewarded or punished at some point in this life, and I certainly can't claim of whether we are or if we are not in some form of afterlife. What I can say is that if you tend to be good to others and live as good a life as possible, you have increased your chances for help, love, and other rewards that you would potentially miss if you were malevolent. People want fairness and guarantees. Many people gravitate towards people that can guarantee that if you live a certain way, that good things will happen. Layatsu said it rains on both the just and the unjust. And as much as I would like to say that those who do evil will get theirs in the end, I have to agree with Layatsu that this life isn't fair. And it can even be cruel. Here recently, at a meetup, a Buddhist woman was telling me that she believed the idea that if somebody was suffering in this life, it was due to bad karma, that they somehow brought it upon themselves. I don't believe, nor do I want to believe, that a child that's suffering from cancer somehow did something in this life or in a past life that caused that suffering. Karma, from a standpoint of victim-blaming, can be very dangerous. Blaming those who have sickness, poverty, or who are different can be a way of making others feel good about themselves and elevates a sense of security, as well as relinquishes a sense of responsibility to take civil, charitable actions to speak up or to create an environment of equality and harmony with those of a different status, those who are weak, and those that are basically just different than the status quo. It allows those who prosper to not want to do anything, feeling entitled to their fortune while others suffer, and justifies a sense of, well, if a person's sick or poor, it's because they brought it upon themselves. So I would hope most Taoists would support me in saying we're all one, and we're all equal on this planet, struggling in our own ways, and we need to help each other out. And our belief system should be one that supports equality and harmony with not only other people, but animals and everything that supports life and love and liberty. Thank you for your question, Austin. Keep listening, and I hope that I answered your question to your satisfaction. Listening to today's show, one might think that I have ill will towards the wealthy and the people that are in power, or people like managers and supervisors, 
But I must say that there are good people who are wealthy. There's good people that are in positions of power. Likewise, you'll also find that not all poor people do good. There are some people out there that are poor or who are not in power that don't do great things and do things to harm others. I don't want to give the impression that I'm saying that everybody who is wealthy or in power is doing bad things. Likewise, I don't want to push my views off onto you. If you believe in the mysterious aspect of karma and that people that are suffering in this life or have it bad or are sick because they did something bad in a past life, you are obviously welcome to keep your belief, continue on. I would just hope that you don't use your beliefs to victim shame others. Before I end the show, I have a few quick messages for you. Be sure and purchase my book, Accepting Life on Life's Terms, Taoist Psychology for Today's Uncertain Times. If you love this podcast, you'll love the book. Look for the book wherever you buy books. Available in written and digital format. Don't forget to subscribe to my show in your podcast player app or to the RSS feed. You can find my email address, contact information, a disclaimer, and more information in the show notes, so please check those out. That's all for today's show. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, I hope you have a great week. May peace and love be with you. Thank you. I'll see you later. is a Code CMC production.